This is all things entertainment. This is the Red Eye Report, where we keep our eyes slightly red. Come on. What's good with you? Man, I'm, I was just watching the, you know, the protests that are happening here in New York, and it's a beautiful thing. The spirit of Malcolm X has never been more alive and well. I agree. Come on. I'm so happy today <laughs> seeing what I'm seeing. I just want to say that. Come on, now we're supposed to be on. That is a beautiful thing to see where you're getting all shades of people coming together knowing that you can't see a person scream 14 times, help me, and you don't help you. Right. And that's your job. Come on. Oh, and can I also say, I feel like those paramedics should be charged with a crime too. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, when they put him on the stretcher, they didn't give the man no oxygen. They didn't check his vitals. They didn't try to do chest compressions to me. I wouldn't want them to go rescue a dog for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I'm saying. They, to me, they, they, um, to me, they violated the hypocritical oath. And you know that, you know, the oath to protect and, and um help anybody, you know, that oath. And, and you got to be Look, it ain't about race. When you see somebody in distress, I see people in distress. I was right. in the street earlier, old um lady, didn't know which way to go out the store. I helped to get out the store. It's that type of thing. It's like you extend yourself. This isn't about um race. It's about human. You know, and, and I hate when people try to make it. it it's racial, right. but it's human. Because if you're a human, you can't see that in just and right. be comfortable with it. Right. That's what I was saying the other day. It wouldn't have matter what color he was. I wouldn't be able to stand there and watch it as a human being. It could have been a purple alien. Come on. You know, I love talking about them. Watch it. <laughs> you know, I love talking about them purple like aliens. The aliens don't fuck with us. <laughs> when the aliens come, come out here, we cut his ass open. Even the <laughs> aliens know we're animals. Mm. You know, people at home, I tell y'all again, y'all, I hope y'all be checking out our casts and shit, because I be checking out. I, you know, that's for co-host, but I'm not always there, so I do check out her other joints that she do, and you have some wonderful ones. I have some wonderful ones too. And um, I just want to say, I want to uh, get in one with you and Jane. Jane, uh, I, I, and also. I wouldn't mind a debate match with Will because his views are funny to me mm-hmm. and shit. You know, um, I want to, if I can, real quick, all uh, things. I just want to, I, I listen to it and I just want to address three things. I, I, I well, tell, them, tell them what you heard for the people that didn't hear the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, um, CC and um, all things, it was all things Will, and they were having a discussion about the police brutality and um, various issues that black and people face in America. And I w- first Will was saying that basically, you know, we need to do about the protests in a nonviolent way. What would Martin Luther King say? And, you know, then he, he had the statement about we shouldn't have burnt the police department down. And 
that was wrong. And, and I loved how he called that domestic terrorism. Because mm. if that's domestic terrorism, then what the officer done to the black guy has to be domestic terrorism as well. Exactly. And he kept trying to justify that the police's lives are in danger every day. It is true. They do risk their life to protect and serve. But right. you got but what Will kept missing was there was three people holding one man. Yep. That wasn't like he was, he wasn't, you, you keep trying to say, it, you know, you can't tell me it's wrong in one breath and then try to justify it in the next statement that you make. That doesn't work for me. And um, I like how you challenged him on certain things. Mm-hmm. He needed to be challenged on certain things. Um, I couldn't believe him when he told me, told the audience that he had black in him. Because if you did, you could sympathize. Right. And just because of DNA said you got ancestry doesn't mean you understand the plight. Right. Um, you know, him saying that he got black friends. I can't believe it. Um, when he said that, oh, what was his favorite thing? Oh, I loved it when he was talking about his homeboy, that gangbang. And I love what he kept saying because that's what white people think. Oh, he got money. His dad a lawyer. His mama a doctor. They got money. I don't know why he banging. He just want to bang. I don't understand why he don't want to, why he want to bang. They got money. See, what you got to understand, money isn't everything. Right. See, his Pam and I wanted to tell him, and another thing he had to understand, and that's what white children don't understand. Their parents have money. They don't have no money. Right. Their parents have money. You don't have any money. You have you got your parents' money. So you can't keep saying, yo, you know, you got money. No, his parents got money. But just because they got money, how do we know that they didn't, how do we know that they didn't show, instead of showing affection and love, they did material things to sacrifice for not showing love. And that's what I'm saying. See, he might have joined the gang because the gang gave him, him love. love. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I can understand that 110%. I can understand that because I definitely say that being in the street, being meeting people out in the street definitely filled the void that my family would never be able to fill. And they never did. Come on now. So we can't say that. And then he can't say that it's choices and it's what people choose to do. Look, you are, look, a friend of mine told me some funny shit uh, that just last night after we got off the podcast, a friend of mine called me. He said, yo, I remember this time I was in the game online and it was um some people in there and then some racial shit came up and he said, one of the boys in there, white dude, this is what he said now, all things. He said, look, I'm dirt poor. My family struggles. But every day when I wake up, I thank God that I'm white. That said it all right there. Mm. That says it all. It don't matter if you poor in between white, mm. still have a privilege. And he understood that. Wow. And he understood that. Ain't about your class when you white, about your status. Yeah, in your community, they will treat you differently, but it's all solidarity. With, it don't matter if they poor white, rich white, intermediate white. I'm about to give y'all an example of this. Um, take a show like Big Brother, all things. Mm-hmm. 
What do they always do on this show? It'd be 17, it'd be 16 people, right? Mm -hmm. But how come they always make the numbers 10 to 11 white versus the rest of them being minorities? So you have to understand that it doesn't matter if they're Italian white, Polish white, poor white, ugly white, purity white. They're going to vote together so they eliminate all the minorities. Mm. And after they eliminate all the minorities, then they'll start working on the poor whites and the ugly whites to get them out of there. But initially, them white people ain't got to like each other. They're going to band together to get them niggas the hell up out of there. Mm. I watched that show. I stopped watching it based on the premise that why won't they do an episode where they make the minorities go majority and have the white people the minority and i suppose this right here all mm-hmm. things that if they did that the niggas still wouldn't vote the white people off like the white people vote the black people off mm-hmm. i still say that they wouldn't why do you say that because we would give them the benefit of the doubt and if we because the way we feel about people is if you cool it don't matter about your color that's the, what they don't understand about black people. It don't matter about if you a cool individual, we cool with you. You if white, black, purple, green. We say, yo, you my dog, you my dog. So if you made a connection with that white person, you aren't gonna vote him off where those white people that I told you that be the majority of the time, they're not trying to get close to black people. They've already got a perceived judgment against the minority. Mm. And it be like one or three of them, y'all, that be talking the other sheep mentality, be talking about the sister or the brother or the Chinese girl behind their back, trying to secure the votes to get them up out of there. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think we would do. I would love to see. I just don't think black people, when they're in those type of situations, we tend, a lot of us, what I'm basically trying to say is, a lot of the blacks would conform to the whites, so they wouldn't vote them off. That's what I'm telling you. Hmm. But I've seen it. Well, what do you think about that? You know what I'm saying? Well, just like they discriminate, they have their own type. I have my own type. And I, right. already, I already spoke about it earlier on my contention and how I feel comfortable around, uncomfortable around them. And I could give you a prime example. I could give you a prime example, Red Eye. You want me to give you a prime example real quick? Hell yeah. All of my neighbors are white. Okay. Come on. That's difficult. Unless I come out of my mouth and say good morning to them, they won't greet me. They will not. They will not. The only one that has, and that's only because my daughter plays with the neighbor. The neighbor's son is the neighbor. And they're from Alabama. Come on there. Come on there. That's what we say. But even even then, here's the reality of the situation. And this is going to shock you, Red Eye. Listen. I almost stopped my daughter from going next door because she told me that they were using the N-word next door. Did she say in what context they were using it? Because I know every white person uses it behind closed doors. Stop it. Even the senators. Them damn niggers is out there riding. Look at them. Being a fool of themselves. 
But go ahead with what you were saying. I don't now. know what context would what it was used, but my daughter is a saint. I don't even let her watch anything that's like PG thirteen, even okay. though she's about to be thirteen. Come on now. Okay, I like my I like my kids to stay. I like my children to stay children. Come on now. And then when you're ready and you're going to school and stuff, then pretty soon we'll be having all kinds of conversation. You know. Come on now. And that's my issue with them. That's my contention. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not telling that Will wasn't right by some of his views, but some of his views they were racist. They How are. you gonna date? How you gonna date the women but have problems with the men? Come on, Will. Don't make sense. How you gonna sympathize? How you can't sympathize with the cause but your fuckers? That don't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. what, what rationale is that? You know. Exactly. Boy. I'm glad you spoke on it. And I was struggling earlier. I was like, man, if I could just keep sending red eye, red eye would just hop in. Like, I really needed you, a museum, or somebody to jump in, because I was like... I wanted to jump in bad when I, I was saying... do this. I mean, because I heard you, because at one point, you were just like, all right, okay. I said, see, you're not even interested because of how you coming about it when you tried to flip the scenario. And I love it when you told him, look, if it had been a black officer that did that shit, he'd have been charged the same day. Right. Same day. You can put money on it that if he had been a black officer, they would not have waited four days to charge him. Right. No way. And then I and, and then I got and then I got on him too on IGTV Live because we did we did the podcast all over again on my IGT live on my IGTV mm. live on Instagram. And and basically oh. he basically said like I think he said fuck Obama or something like that. I was like I like how you don't like black men. You don't like standing up for black rights. You don't even like the black president. But you want to be with black women. Come on. So who do you hate? Tell him now. Tell him now. And then he had the audacity to tell me about Barack Obama when he's only 21 years old. I said, were you old enough to vote when Barack Obama was, you know, being elected? And he said, yes. I said, there's no fucking way because you're 21 and I'm 32. And 11 years ago, I voted for Barack Obama. And if we talk 11 years ago, wouldn't your ass been 11? Right. He he just, was he was still a kid. He was still a kid. Come on. I'm like, don't. I, that's one thing that I hate when people listen to the media and when millennials try to talk to me about. Obama, what happened in Obama's term? You cannot sit here and talk to me about what happened in Obama when you weren't even old enough to vote. Now look, Obama, he did some shit. He ain't my favorite. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we can't shoot him down either. Like, but so much, you know, like his hand, his hand, his hands tied to nice. the shit. Like, I'll be the first to tell these motherfuckers, like. Yo, I like Barack, but if I if I name these presidents to you again, you'll see what I mean. John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. 60 for the people, 40 for the agenda. Ronald Reagan, 60 for the agenda, 40 for the people. Bush Sr., 60 for the uh, agenda, 40 for the people. Bill Clinton, 60 
for the people. Forty for the agenda. Um, Bush Jr. He was kind of weird. So I'm gonna say on his numbers, it was more like he was he was down the middle. He was fifty for the agenda and fifty for the people. That's what I'm gonna say about that guy. Then with Barack, that dude was sixty for the agenda and forty for the people. I'm sorry. That's all I'm saying. You're not gonna tell me that he was sixty for the people though. That's I. I need evidence where your receipts at. Here's the thing with Barack Obama, especially with him not having um like presidential, you know, could we say uh what's the word I'm looking for? Experience, right? Mm-hmm. So he even said after he left office, he said this a couple of days ago. He regrets having Lamar Gaddafi killed. He regrets a lot of things that he did when he was in office. Because, you know, the problem was, is like you said, he had his hands tied. And I'm not making excuses for him. I'm not. But the thing about, the thing about it that pissed off a lot of my friends that were Africans from Africa was that they basically took, because his father is from Kenya, they basically took a black face and put it on America. Once they did that, what was brought to my attention was that because we had him in office, it made it easy for him to basically go into Africa. Does that make sense? Yes. So Come on now. Come on America now. To dip their hands in Africa. But now, the thing is, now, Trump shit it on it. The thing about Africa, now the Chinese, a lot of the Chinese have exiled into Africa, and they're the ones taking over. That's why Trump's upset, because they pushed us out. Now they're the ones, they pushed they're us the ones out. with all the money, the power, getting the resources. Come on now. And also, can I, um, just one other thing about Barack's first term, when Barack was hungry. The first two years of his office, the Democrats controlled the Senate and the House, and his own party was stopping him from doing shit because they didn't like a black man to charge. And that's real shit. Come on. That's why I said Barack Obama, they were, Nancy Pelosi was the main person that got on national television and said that she didn't like Barack Obama because he had goons that would visit you if you were against him. And that's why everybody in the Senate had a face when he was in office because they said he was pretty much a thug. So if you voted no on anything and you didn't want to work with him, he will send visits, you know, send goons to visit you. I'm sure every president does shit that like way. that. You know what I'm talking about? That way. I, I, you can't single him out for a tactic that everybody's been using. We look at the Oval. You look at the Oval on BET. That gets that shit go down. They said it was primarily Barack Obama that did it. So but I'm going by by that. Nancy Pelosi was the main one. She had a nasty look on her face when Barack Obama was in office too. They think it's just Trump that she didn't like. Oh, it was Obama too. It was Come Obama on. Too. Cause you know what? Henry Kissinger was his mentor, like I said before, and I'm gonna say it again. They're all in it together. They all in that little, you know. Oh, uh, do you know? Have you ever seen that TV show? Um, oh man, it's got the dude. Damn it, the blacklist. No. Um, 
it's basically a spy drama that come on ABC, mm-hmm. right? And um, basically the black dude up there, I saw an interview. Damn, what's the black dude's name that plays on that show? The black dude's been in a couple of different shows and shit, right? I, I, I got to find my um, tablet, y'all, so I can look this up because I won't be accurate <laughs> with this shit. So, um, basically, this black dude saying he was interviewed somewhere and he said that, yeah, they brought me in. Barack ain't nothing but an actor. He got my swag. You know what I'm saying? He like, I talk that dude. I'm from Chicago. His whole shit is my shit. I'm going to find that dude's name for the people at home real quick. That said this shit. Is it Blacklist? Give me one mm-hmm. second, people. Oh, yeah, it well, is we got, well, one thing that I didn't like that Will said, he said, under Barack Obama, we had the biggest unemployment for blacks. That's false because right now we got the biggest unemployment for everybody. Okay? And don't forget that under Obama, he rescued the country from the Great Recession, cutting the unemployment rate from 10% to 4.7 over six years. And he signed the Affordable Care Act, which provided health care to over 20 million uninsured Americans. He ended the war in Iraq. He ordered for the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden. He passed the $787 billion America Recovery and Reinvestment Act to spur our economic growth during the recession. He had the whole supporting of the LGBT community fights for equal marriage. And he commuted the sentences of nearly 1,200 drug offenders to reverse unjust and outdated prison sentences. Okay, that's huge for an African-American. Also, he saved the U.S. auto industry and helped the U.S. on track for energy independence by 2020. He began the drawdown of troops in Afghanistan. He signed the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, allowing as many as 5 million people living in the U.S. to legally avoid deportation and receive work permits. He signed the DOD the, the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act to re-regulate the financial sector. He dropped the veteran homeless rate by 50%. He reversed the Bush-era torture policy. He began the process of normalizing relations with Cuba. He increased Department of Veteran Affairs funding. Okay, He signed the Credit Card Accountability Act. He boosted the fuel efficiency standards for cars. He improved school nutrition. He repealed the military don't ask, don't tell. He signed the Hate Crimes Prevention Act. He helped negotiate the landmark in Iran nuclear deal. He signed the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act for women, not only in combat, but all women, you know, the, the discrimination against women. He nominated Sonia right. Soto Mayor to the Supreme Court, making her the first Hispanic ever to serve as justice. He supported the veterans mm-hmm. through a $78 billion tuition assistance GI Bill. The reason why a lot of people right now, they have a, a GI Bill, is because of Barack Obama, just so they know. He won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2009 for his extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between peoples. He launched the My Brother's Keeper White House Initiative, and he expanded embryonic stem cell research leading to groundbreaking work in areas including spinal injury treatment and cancer. Those are the 28 things that Obama did so far that I know of. All right, and let me just say 14 of them things Trump overturned. 
Uh, and then I also want to say that person's name I was talking about, his name is Harry mm. Lennox, is the one that um said that. And he looks like Barack. Mm. So, you know, if you look his picture up, What's you'll see that him and Barack. It's um, Harry, and it's L-E-N-N-I-X. And you look him up on um, on Wikipedia, and you'll see his face. And uh, like I said, he looks like Barack. You know what I'm talking about? So you can see where what he's saying in that video oh, might Lennox. have merit. But Henry here's Lennox. right. Oh yeah. Come on. And um, what I want to say to you is, and I respect all those things that you said Barack did. But when Will says that Barack didn't have, didn't help black people get jobs, right? This is my this is where I this is my biggest shit with why I had the problem with Barack, not just because of what was done in Flint, Michigan, but because of this right here. So when he passed the Affordable Care Act, he put a loophole in that bitch. And for nine years, that loophole hurt America. What do you mean? And without... Okay, so here's a loophole. So when he passed that law, he made it so that retail, fast food, that industry... If you work at the grocery store, if they won't giving you 40 hours, they didn't have to have you get insurance, right? right? So if you're part-time, you didn't get no insurance. Right. So what did all the corporations do in that run? They took everybody's 40 hours and basically made everybody part-time. Right. The corporations ate like hell because of it. My people were struggling because they went from having 40 hours a week to 32, to 28 hours. And this is the shit. And I tell people, if y'all don't remember this, I do. And I'm telling y'all that in 09 and 2010, people were at the point thinking that gas was going to get the 4 and $5. But when 2011 came in and that motherfucking medical bill passed, medical reform passed for everybody, what did gas do? Gas went the fuck down because now you won't make your 40 hours no more. This shit's all, all institutionalized positions. And what I'm basically saying is Barack didn't have to have that loophole. People talk, look, I'm going to give you both sides, all things. People told me, I, no, you wrong. That was the compromise he had to make to get the law to pass. Okay. If that is the compromise, he could have plugged that hole because this is what the, the bill should have said, all things. So if you're a full-time employee, they'll give you the benefit to go to the hospital. You can get your eyes and your teeth done. If you're part-time, all we allow you to do is be able to go to the hospital and get treatment and get your meds. That's it because you're part-time. You don't get the full package because you're part-time. But the way he did it, he man. And look, I talked to various white people, and I remember what a white gentleman told me. He said, watch this shit. You see how the economy is, mm -hmm. right? You see how the hours is. And he said, watch as we slowly get to the election, how the hours are going to start coming back up. So remember, at one point, the hours got down to 24, 26. And as he told me that, I thought about it, and hours had went back up to like 28, 30. Close they got to election, it was like 30, 32. After the election, going into January, right when Trump was sworn in, then the hours fluctuated back from 34 
the 36, 36, 38. Now people getting 40 hours again. And he said, see, and I'm like, that's what the dude told me that it would happen when Barack got out of office. And I said, scratching my head, I said, that's some weird shit. But all I'm saying to you, all things that you might not agree with me, but I'm telling you that shit fucked up the economy. It fucked up my peoples that were on the cusp of either being poor or being middle class. Because when you cut people's hours, now they making less money. So now they still got to pay the same fucking bills. So now you making them the extra money they were getting that could let them go to the movies, let them go out to eat. Now you're taking that money from these people. You, you understand? I, and I'm not totally... I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. And that's what I was talking about on my podcast. And that's what I was telling Will. I was saying that, okay, you know, I was signing people up for healthcare and then here comes Trump. And then the way that jobs keep you from getting health care is they don't give you enough hours. That's one of the jobs. Mm-hmm. But even though he put that mm-hmm. loophole, check this out. Now that everybody's out of work, when you go and you file for unemployment, the main thing they ask you is do you have insurance and are you getting health and wellness pay? Because that's why I said that's why my job gives us health and wellness pay. Because if they don't give you your full 40 hours, when it comes down time to get that unemployment, that goes towards your unemployment. And companies know that. They get fined by the government. Come on. So even though they think that they're getting away with it, they're really not getting away with it. Because somehow, some way, that money's going to go back into your pocket. You might not see it today. You might see it on your pension. Was it was it crazy that they did that? Yes, of course, of course, because it fucked every, everybody's hours. Because you know what, the employers are abusers, and they do it because they know they can. I mean, employers got the money legally, to give it to us; they just don't want to. I mean, I understand legally they were not breaking the law, but it was detrimental to this country and to this economy, and. What I'm saying is, yeah, he did help. Look, you can't tell me shit's balanced just because the corporations are eating. Because the corporations ate wonderfully under Barack and that, and what he done. You see what I'm saying? And you got people like Trump that was trying to appeal his um. Look, one of my main gripes also about the medical thing was I didn't like. I liked how Trump did repeal this part of it where he said that. If you didn't have no insurance, that you basically were gonna get penalized on your um income tax. I thought that debt in America is a choice. So if you choose not to fuck with it, I shouldn't be penalized. That was that was a problem for me. Right. If you I understand, understand what I'm saying. Like you don't penalize people because I opted out. That's stupid. You know what I'm saying? And uh that's why I say again, Will has some good views, y'all. I am not shooting with if you listen. I'm not shooting down your views. All I'm saying is you have to be more open-minded to other ideas, principles, and concepts. Because you got stuck in a lot of constraints around you, if you understand what I'm saying. Your mind is stuck, and it goes back to what all things had told me. She was like, this shit starts in the home. It be how they brought up. 
how they were talked to, what's around them, what they see. If all your friends were basically families that you hung with were rich families, well, then you assume society is right. like this across the board. Everybody's rich. Because everybody around me I grew up was rich. Nobody struggled. I didn't see a struggle. If I told my mama I wanted something, she wouldn't got it. If I threw a cash from daddy would go get it. It wasn't an issue. I was in all the best sports games. I had all the opportunities they said. Right. Ain't they held me back was myself. So when he was saying that he got the tattoo on, you know, that inspires him. And I understand that. But what you got to understand, if you aspire to dream like that, you got to make sure that dream incorporates everybody. You just dreaming of what you dreaming about. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, talking about, man, it's just, you just got to do it. Man, sometimes we need to, excuse me, all things. And I'm going to slow up because, you know, people tell me that they want me to make sure that we passing this ball back and forth right. like we're supposed to. So I'm going to slow up after I say this. But what I'm saying is that it's nothing wrong with having views on certain concepts, but when people challenge those views, what Jade was saying is that white people, you have to be willing mm -hmm. to listen. You just be trying to hear the shit and then move, let it go in one ear, out the other, then let you speak what you need to speak, but you haven't listened to what was told to you, and then you don't want to open your eyes and take a look because if you, because see, that's the good thing about white people, they got rose colored glasses right. on, and when they look around the world, it's so beautiful, you know yeah, when you ain't got to pay bills you're not stressing when you got a good job, and you're not worrying about how you're going to eat you're not worrying about your electricity you're not worried about a motherfucker coming putting a um, notice on your dog about uh, rent. You're good. Your life is great. What are you worried about? How, well, what condition are you going to put in your head tonight? What's your biggest problem? Deciding if it's steak well done or steak Benedict Arnold? You know, it's like realistically the problems don't add up. That's why I don't look at those right. reality TV shows like Hip Hop, Atlanta Housewives, those type of shows. I don't look at them. I glance at them because of the simple fact I don't like seeing black people with money having those trivial-ass problems just to make drama for TV. Y'all niggas are living good. Stop acting like y'all right. not. And one thing that really got to me about that made me stop watching those reality shows and the main reality show that disgusted me that I had to stop watching was the fucking was the Kardashians it was just it became annoying to watch it was really annoying when I saw I think it was Kim Kardashian crying because she lost like a piece of jewelry in the ocean and I was like out of all the problems in the world out of all the problems in the world because that's not realistic there's people out here that that is not their, their minimum of problems. They have so many other problems than that. You know, the, the rose-colored glasses, like you said, break down the rose-colored glasses for them. Man, they, they, they see wonderful. It's green. It's, it's all sunny. Life is wonderful. There's no problems. There's no racism. Everybody gets along. There's no social problems. My life is great. Yeah. 
And that's how they feel. And I saw that. Well, I'm going to take it back. I didn't see that episode. I read about that because um, wasn't it um, Kenya uh, Jenner that found the ring in the ocean and mm-hmm. shit? You know what I'm talking about? And we were like, are they really want us to... This is, what I, this is what I was saying to myself. I said, so Kim crying about a ring and they got a whole bunch of money. She could go buy another ring. It ain't about some mental value because if it was, she wouldn't have had it on in the war. That's first off. You wouldn't have... Okay. So then they want us to believe that her sister was able to swim down and feel around the sand and find mm-hmm. Do you... I mean, this is like... I feel like that was a moment of fakery TV, like I said, because some of this shit is scripted. That, to me, felt scripted. That's all I'm saying. That feel real. You know, I was so happy my sister found the ring. I couldn't believe she found it. I thought it was lost. I thought it was gone. Right, right. And so back to the rose-colored glasses and all the protests. So right now in Harlem, they're doing peaceful protests. Everyone is kneeling on their knees and putting one fist in the air. They're not rioting and looting and doing none of that crazy shit. So I want to hear the excuse now when we're not rioting and looting. Looting. There was another video, okay, in front of a courthouse. Somebody set up a pyramid of bricks in front of the courthouse. They sat it right there so that if a crowd is walking by, they would grab those bricks. Pay attention, America. Man, listen, pay attention, America. Like your man was spewing. Man, they inciting violence. They inciting violence. Guess what? It's agents in that crowd. I heard what the mayor of St. Paul said. All the arrests were made were from people out of state. He asked the activists, do they know these people? The activists said, no, nah, we don't know I was these people. You from and New York that are getting paid to travel. That they're hiring. And they want them people to come do that shit because just like Will, what did it do for you, Will? It changed the narrative. And that's what shit like that does. It changes the narrative. The narrative is supposed to be on George and the injustice and the cruelty that was done to him. But instead, you want to talk about them burning down a fucking police building. Who gives a fuck about a building? We can build a We can't give that man back his life. And see, when they burnt down that police station, it was nighttime. So I didn't even think there were any police in there. Well, when I was on, I was looking at something and the dude said that initially when they went to the police, they had already bought, it was already boarded up and they assumed nobody was in there. The dude said the reason they set the police the building on fire was because the police came out on the roof and started hitting them with rubber bullets and throwing tear gas and smoke bombs. And that's what led to them setting that bitch on fire. Am I saying that I agree with them? Listen, I'm telling you that, no, we shouldn't burn down shit, but at certain times, you need yeah. that chemistry. When all things were saying, we living right now with Michael X, and look, sometimes there's a there's a time to be peaceful and a time to stand up. And let me say, like y'all were saying earlier, that when he kept saying MK, I hate, and I don't mean to say it like this, I'd be so, I wish when 
certain people use Martin Luther King in a thesis or a statement. They actually research that man, and they not just spewing what you could get if you just open the front cover page of his bio. You get what I'm saying? Like, you went to his social page, you looked at a few things he done at the bottom. Oh, he wouldn't want violence, oh, so let me pick out that. What would Martin Luther King do if, if, if he was alive? If he was alive, he would probably be like, fuck this shit. We got to make... He would have been you know like, been like many years yo, of protesting. I think that shit would have changed his view on peaceful protesting. Yep, exactly. Now, I don't agree with, and I repeat this shit, and I find it interesting, and I always find this interesting, y'all. Oh, uh, when these riots go down, can you answer me this question what? right here, all things? How come they always burning down the shit in the black neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's always the beauty shops, the stores, those places that the closest stores in the hood. That's why I don't think it be black people doing this shit because why would you fuck up your own infrastructure? I don't understand that. This is your neighborhood's infrastructure and you're well, going to burn this down? Who, who? You. They were saying that the reason okay. why people were looting in the targets and the Walgreens was because the people that got injured by the police, the stores were refusing to give the people the peroxide and alcohol and bandages and water. And that's why they started to go crazy on the stores. Do you understand? Oh, look. I'm all for that. Let me say this again. That's corporation. Look, they should have gave the people what they needed. I'm just talking about the mom and pop businesses in the hood. Like, yo, some of them stores, I ain't bullshitting y'all at home. Some of them stores, the city wanted to buy from them people some of them locations the city wanted. And those people wouldn't sell them locations. That's down to the Korean store that sell you hair, that Chinese restaurant in the hood. Some of them, the city wanted them to sell because they wanted to develop the property. And when shit like this happens and you burning down buildings and shit, normally those establishments that burnt down all things don't come back. That's all I'm saying. That I just be like, they don't. For, to answer his question, when he said, "Well, when white people protest, it ain't violence," I say it's a different type of protest. When y'all protest, see y'all white in America, so y'all got militias that can come to the, look. I saw y'all on the state capitol with y'all guns out protesting to open the country back up. Should y'all have been arrested because y'all got guns out in the open? To me, yes, because who needs to protest with guns? What are you expecting to happen? Mm-hmm. You got guns. Right, that's it. And then the police, and let me just say this, and I want to make this very clear. The police, when those white people are out there protesting and they got them guns, the police don't incite those people. The police don't talk shit to those people. Those police, they don't even be in full tactical ride gear. They be in the first part of the ride gear. They don't even be in full tactical ride gear. They don't got their tear glass ready. 
They don't got their um, batons ready. They ain't got their shells ready. But when black people protest and demonstrate, they always got full ride gear on. They already got their hands on the tear gas. They already got their pepper spray in their hands. They got the baton, and it's always one officer trying to instigate the crowd. Y'all niggas ain't shit. Y'all ain't gonna do that. Get back over there. They it's, said and you that see, the but they don't do that. Going when... crazy as soon as the police started throwing tear gas. That the protests were peaceful until they started throwing rubber bullets and tear gas. Once they started to throw rubber bullets and tear gas, everybody went crazy. I think all bets are off. Like I said, once you do that, and y'all was and y'all was some sneak fucks because y'all want to do that on top of the building. On top of the building. So people can't even throw shit back at you. Now look, I don't agree with like I don't know why y'all breaking police cars and police windows and, and I don't I don't really understand that. Because part. it's you what, what I'm saying? saying. Like they incited the people first. They started with the rubber bullets. Imagine okay. if you're in a crowd with okay. people and you're protesting and let's say they throw rubber bullets at your brother or your wife. That shit'll drive you crazy. Now, I got to be honest with you all things. I've been in a, a situation, not with the rubber bullets, but I've been in a movie theater where shit went wrong and the police were called and they moved, uh, they pepper sprayed the whole theater. That's some serious shit. That's all I'm saying. Like, So I understand what you mean by being in a crowd and if people don't know, police pepper spray ain't ordinary. That shit, man, That it took three hours for me to get that shit out of me, like mm-hmm. literally. Yep. It's it's no joke. When I got when I Come got my certification, I had to get sprayed. And it's no joke. And it wasn't just regular uh pepper spray. This was this was called O C spray. That gas Come on. You know? Tell them about it. Stronger. That's Come like on. military grade stuff that they're throwing at you. It's like if you're robbing a bank throwing at you. And that's another thing I heard your man say. He said they the, they got military training. I want to tell you, yeah, it is a lot of people it's that ex-military that um, became um, officers. You know what I'm talking about? But here's the thing. During Bush's era and 9-11, after what happened with 9-11, the feds sent police departments all across the country a lot of mater- uh, military equipment. To on the guidance of the combat, uh, homeland security and acts of terrorism. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But in the, in the, but in the same breath, it made our police forces look militant. Like I like my police to be in police officer clothes and not have on tactical pants. Like they look like look officers in my neighborhood. Certain motherfuckers look like they look like they are the military. They got the tactical pants on, the tactical vest. They don't look friendly, and they don't look like officers. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They look mean mm-hmm. and hard, and they ain't trying to hear you hurt. They ain't trying to hear you yell for help. That's not their facial. That's not their demeanor. Their demeanor is I'm here to fuck shit up. Um, look, I came here to do two things. Kick ass and chew bubblegum. I'm all out of bubblegum. And that's their facial expression, all things. I mean, fuck around. But I always want to say, 
out here. What do you think about that? About the, the, the how the police is looking like military, and you're and you know and you on a military base, and they look like MPs. They look like military police. No well, bullshit. I mean, it's just like what I said. It, it seems like the department is trying to incite violence, and I understand that they need to fear for their safety. But here's the thing. If there's no threat to the people, then you won't have to be in that situation. Like I said, we're on day two of protest. They still haven't given these people a solution. The Donald Trump, they asked him a couple minutes ago after they launched SpaceX, they asked him how do you feel about the protest. He didn't have much to say about the protest. He didn't want nothing to do with it. Okay. He don't. He don't agree with that shit. And I want to say something no to the people at home. You know? And y'all, uh, um, y'all got to understand sometimes the narrative that they be painting. Listen, when they talk about they got that officer, look at the words they use. That officer has been taken into custody. He's charged. I want to tell you that if that had been the average time Dick and Hank, if you had been purple or green, they wouldn't have used the word custody they would have used mm-hmm. the word arrest. See, a custody is the cool word for arrest. But if they come in to get black people, they're going to tell you, what did they tell that man when he was on his knee? They didn't tell you that he was in custody. They said he was under arrest. And then they put him under distress. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And they got no reason to tell us, like you said, they pulled that man out the truck mm-hmm. to do that. That's a prejudice. That's a bias. He was already in the back seat. Here's another one. Because I heard you say it was over. Look, initially I heard it was over a $10 fake bill. Then I heard it was over a $20 bill. bill. Then I heard it was over. It wasn't even a forgery, that the bill actually turned out to be real. So they did all that for what? Oh, and here's the thing. Oh, here's the other thing, though. The clerk couldn't even say for certain it was him that she got the bill from. And if he did have a fake bill, it wasn't like he was trying to leave the store. And I like what other people say. Hey, all things. I stopped giving people change on the street because one time my homeboy gave a motherfucker change for a hundred, went to McDonald's, and then motherfuckers tried to swarm him in McDonald's saying that he was trying to pass a counterfeit hundred. And he had to explain to them that he gave a motherfucker change downtown. And the only thing that saved his life was the fact that where he did it, in, there actually was a camera in a store that actually caught what happened because he was coming out with check cash. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So for him, he was lucky. But for after he told me that, though, I told myself, I don't give people change because people will give you fake money. And then, like I say again, this is my problem with that. When you look at George, you can look at George and tell he ain't got the intent to give out no fake money. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, you got to look at a person and be like, does he look like the character that would be walking around trying to exchange no, fake no, money? Maybe to, look, maybe look to at them, us. We, we do look like it. that. Because like I was asking Will, because Will was like that George Zimmerman killed Trayvon Martin because He's saying that Trayvon Martin looks suspicious. And then I asked him the question. and says, so what does it mean to look suspicious? And I was trying to mm-hmm. work him up into it. 
but he could never he could never admit that what the really what he wanted to say was if you're black with a hoodie in a neighborhood you look suspicious which made absolutely no sense because Trayvon Martin lived in Sanford Florida which is primarily black people so how do you look suspicious in a primarily black and brown neighborhood do you see where you caught the bull and on top of it come on now and uh, I just want to tell the person, even if I do look suspicious, yeah, you can. You don't follow a motherfucker behind buildings and then have a confrontation with them. Follow them no way. Even if you did look suspicious, I'm calling the cops. Thank you. Thank you. I'm calling the cops. It was like that story I uh I heard about when um. I think it was a uh, black dude got in a car accident. He was a delivery driver. White dude, they got into a little fender bender. They had some words exchanged and black dude pulled off, but white dude was following him. So black dude pulled back over, walked back to the car like, why are you following me, dude? And dude put four shots in him. Talking about he was scared and he had something in his hand. He thought it was a weapon. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So and then he drove off. He left the scene. He called his dad and said, Dad, I, I just shot a nigga. What should I do? And his dad told him, go back to the scene and turn yourself mm-hmm. in. But when he got back, he did all that. But the witnesses already had put him through him under the bus, basically saying that when the black, they said all black dude asked him was, why are you following me? And then they heard the shots rip. You know what I'm saying? So see, a lot of times, a lot of times, in situations that they want us to talk it out, white people have to be wanting to talk it out. But they meet our talking it out mm. with aggression. That's what I mean. You, 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 what do you think I about mean, that? All, all the people that are saying peaceful protests, there were people that were doing peaceful protests here in New York were on their knees and they got arrested for sitting behind barricades on their knees and they got arrested. So Come on now. When it gets, when it gets to it's the point to where we, they are peacefully protesting, Colin Kaepernick tried to peacefully protest and you fired the man out of the NFL. Now you got to go into and take other means. And that's just what it is. And then don't don't get me started on that situation, y'all. Fire Kaepernick. Then the Panthers, my home team, lets Cam go, and now Cam is still a fucking free agent. He is struggling, an MVP player, a nigga that leaves Carolina in so many different records, can't find the team. It doesn't make any sense. Come on now. They exactly what it is. That money, Come on. Like Museum said, now we're watching our idols, Jay-Z, turn into a coon because the NFL paid him a lot of money to not say anything about what's happening. Right or wrong. It's just weird. Like, like I said again, um, I, I, let me give you a different uh, scenario, same shit though. Um, a person as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why the WWE hasn't had more black superstars, right? 
with the belt. And um, first, Austin said he really couldn't give a real, like, solid answer to the question. And then the, uh, the person answered back. He said, well, what about Kobe Kingston or this person here? And he was like, well, Kobe was kind of small. All right, look, I like how Stone answered the question, so I'm not here to talk about his answer. But I want to talk about if the question was asked to me. And what I'm saying to you all things, if that question was asked to me, and I'm a big wrestling fan, I sort of feel Vince McMahon is racist to a certain extent, to a certain extent. And he has a he has his favorites. And yeah, he like black people, and yeah, you bring the money in like the rock, you good. But you you that's the rock's like an exception to that mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Um, for roots, an exception to that shit. Book a team, an exception to this shit. They were already bigger than what what I'm. Be- you know what I'm saying? They already had something that Vince couldn't control per se. And what I mean by that is, when we see talented, look for example, and I know you might not be in the wrestling, but I'm just saying, look for example, Bobby Lashley. That dude, UFC fighter. Strike Force fighter, he went to TNA, and now he's back in the WWE. And Dallas, his run don't look like the same fucking run he had when he was in the WWE. And here's my problem with that: you got Brock Lesnar, and you take Bobby Lashley. They basically mm-hmm. have the same type of physique. You see what I'm saying? And now B- B- Brock has. Your man talking for him. So that's, you know what I'm saying? So he's got a, a mouthpiece where now Bobby's starting to get better at articulating him on, himself on the mic. But what I'm basically saying is there's no reason why Bobby shouldn't have a belt. That's what, I'm, and I ain't talking about the Intercontinental title. I'm talking about one of the main belts. You know, he loved to give black performers the lesser of the belts. He don't like giving them belts that, mm-hmm. like Kobe Kinsley, for example. Mm-hmm. He was SmackDown's champ. You know what I'm saying? You know, they had a hell of a movement for him during the run-up to WrestleMania. Dude kept the belt mm-hmm. for, like, over six months, right? But then when he wrestled against Brock Lesnar, this is how Vince, this is what I'm saying. Like, most people don't see this. Like, what I'm about to say, most people going to say, what? But I'm about to say this to you. So, he gets a match with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar beats him within, like, less than 30 seconds. He loses his belt. That shit's fucked up. You see what I'm saying? The imagery that that says. Like, you let our black champion get canceled like that, and then this is what happens. Then, let's say a couple of months down the road, Nate, now he back, you know, doing his tag team thing with his partners, and, um, when they talk about him, the announcers don't even talk about his run as a championship in singles. It's like it's been whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't happen. Come on. And I just think that, like, for me, that's what happens a lot of times. Um, all things, I feel the same way about UFC. I feel like there's some great fighters, but I don't think Dana White promotes the black fighters right. 
I think he promotes the white fighters better. Um, hell, for that matter, I don't even think he promotes the female fights. I mean, but the, the best, female fights, the they, best of he does ability. promote them, but you know, they got to promote themselves. Because you got to understand, there's not a big number of okay. female fighters. Okay. There was, that's why I wanted to talk to you about that MMA fight with, uh, I forgot her name, but her last name is Hill. She's an African-American fighter, and they're saying she won that right. fight and they gave it to the other chick. I mean... What you feel about it? You, you, you think um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, let's play devil's advocate? I don't think I'll be an advocate. You be an advocate. She might have won one round, but I don't okay. think she won that fight. Right, now, for the people at home and for a person sort of like me, myself, a novice, can you tell us how the point system? I know how the point system works in boxing. But can you tell us how the point system works in, so in, the, in case, um, the cage? If you're against the cage, you're losing, for example. Or if you're on the bottom, you're losing. So that's the mm. way they look at it. Um, it's Ooh. also based on like... Okay. Do they take points for shit? Or how, is, it, is it a scorecard, ABC, or... You know, because sometimes like it, it it boils down to a decision, right? Um, How did they make that decision? The aggressor, that's who they give it to, or whoever has the best technicality and skill. That's what they're looking at. Oh, oh. so like, can I can I mm-hmm. give a couple of for for my perspective a couple of examples? So say like a couple of ground pound, I got you on the ground, I do the ground pound on yeah. you, or let's say I put you in a technical move. Or submission. That's the type of stuff they looking for. Are they looking all at that. like it's, it's how many strikes I gave off? How aggressive I was? Yeah. Okay. So- okay. Got you. Oh, I'm on the right path, all things. Yeah, and I don't shit. Know, like I was Red talking about fight with Tony Ferguson and uh, Justin Gage. I don't know if you saw that fight. I saw a couple of highlights. Okay. But speaking of with the people, Tony come on, I love what you talking fire. about. Um, he's big into, into jujitsu as I am. Okay. So what I was trying to explain to the people is that people were so blinded because Tony Ferguson is a fighter like Showtime Pettis. They focus on theatrics and doing cartwheels within the fucking cage and shit. And that's fine and dandy. That's his Okay. Thing. But when you get that's next right. to a real motherfucker that knocks you out, them theatrics are going to stop because I've seen a lot of people, I've seen a lot of fighters that in their entrance they come out with the dancing and the bullshit. And by before the end of the round, they get knocked come out. On there. So it's like all the theatrics that doesn't mean anything. You know? Come on. And at the same time, this is what I try to explain to fighters all the time. There are new fighters every single day. You have to be able to keep up with who's the next guy coming in. I have never heard of Justin Gage before this fight. I'm going to just be honest with you. He's probably a name that I didn't pay attention to. I'm going to okay. just be honest with you. Come on. But when that white boy hit Tony Ferguson, I heard it through the screen. I felt it. Come on, there. Yes. And I just want to. It was a hell of a punch. Come on, there. Come on. 
Hold on, cause I ask you a question again. I'll 